Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. It's full on sexting. It's probably some nasty, nasty shit, too. (laughs) Total Layla style. I don't think that we do this love thing right. I don't think that we do relationships right. I don't don't think think we have the right definition of love, actually. I don't think we're doing it right. Have you ever been celibate? Yeah, that's what started this whole thing. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. No. Yes. I locked all this up. (laughs) Girl. Had it on lockdown. Three and a half years? Yes. No, nothing. Well, you have to have a lot of lube and you need to use a butt plug first because that relaxes you. You can't just go at it. Like you don't just go dry at it. Like this is a prep. Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. All right, I got to jump right in because this is another pretty long episode. I've got Mickey on the podcast again, and as you guys know, we just love to chit-chat. This time, we are going over some very fun and funny subjects. Of course, with us, all roads lead to anal. I do not know why we always end up talking about anal. I'm fascinated by the fact that she loves to eat ass, and I think she's a little fascinated by the fact that I like anal sex because she doesn't like that. Anyway, we're going to cover a lot of fun stuff. We're going to talk about how much we love our pussies, of course, anal sex, anal butt plugs, butt plugs falling out, butt plugs getting lost, the best best butt plugs to use. Why am I stumbling over butt plug? I don't know. Anyway, it's a tongue twister. (laughs) But this episode's pretty long, so if you've got you know, a long cardio session, or you're going to be cooking like I like to cook and listen to podcasts, just turn it on, sit back, relax, let us keep you entertained. Okay, now let me tell you who our winner was for the last month's podcast review. The winner is One Eye Fiona. That's her username. I said her username, I guess because I saw the word Fiona. I actually don't know if it's a girl or a guy. That was presumptuous. But let me read the wonderful review that was left. It says, maybe you want to improve your own sex life. Maybe you want to listen in on stories from people who are speaking freely on a delicious menu of sexual topics. Maybe you just want to turn on while you're getting ready for bed. How about all of the above? Slip on some headphones and get deep into the Curious Girl Diaries. She asks all the questions you want answers to and opens your eyes and thighs to all kind of exciting new information. Find one episode and dive in. You'll definitely be back for more and more. I also recommend sharing special episodes with your partner. You'll be glad you did. Thank you so much for that review. I love it. Really, really thank you so much. And thank you so much to everybody who left a review. I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, now let's get into this episode. All right, here we go, guys. Those studios are back open, huh? Well, Julie stayed open, actually, for most of it. Did you hear that message chime? No. 
Okay, good. Are you on your messages? No, no, no. I just, my iMessage just chimed on my computer and I just wanted to make sure you couldn't hear it. That's it. No. Okay, good. No, I did not. I don't know. Glasses or no glasses. I think I can see well enough. That's really good that Julie stayed open. So you did. You had a place to practice this whole time. Yeah. No, I've been, I have, yeah, I have been. I did the 12 o'clock today, which I don't like. You know, it's weird. Like you think you want to get away with just doing the one hour class, but I don't like it when I do it. It doesn't give you that full, Mm -mm. it's like you're missing that 30 minutes. I do miss that 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. This chair is so squeaky. Can you hear it squeaking? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sounds like you're farting. (laughs) I'm not. I swear. I would never do that on a podcast. Really? Jesus. This thing is really squeaky. It's leather. It's just squeaking around. Is that a new chair? Yeah. Sort of. I had a similar one. And then what happened? When I moved, it just didn't really survive the move. It just got too rinky-dink. So I got another one. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I just took a shower right before I called you. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> feeling very good. <sighs> did my hour of cardio, did my yoga. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh. yeah, lucky me. All right. So we get to pick up on where we left off. Yes, and I've got to go to bed at 10 p.m. EST, so... I know. Okay. Well, just that means you can't beat around the bush. You got to get right down to it. But before that happens, I want to say, I just hope I wasn't too much with my opinions last time. Well, let me tell you. I know. I'm sorry. I just can't help myself. I got off the phone. First of all, you don't ever have to apologize to me for expressing how you feel. Oh, Ever, 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 ever. I love that about you and I appreciate that about you. And let me tell you, so after we get off the phone, we're recording? Mm-hmm. Girl, you be on it. Okay, so... <laughs> so after- I hit the record button when we start. <laughs> I see. Okay. First of all, please don't say my name again because you make my editing hard for me. Then I got to go back and I at least, I don't do the editing, but I have to give the time marker like to the guy that does it. Be like, she said my name at this, take that out or whatever. (laughs) Well, thank you for letting me know. Okay. So after we got off the phone, what you said to me was a couple of things that you said to me that really like landed and... It's not COVID. It's not. It's not. I know. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) And I thought about it. And in the morning when I woke up, I was like, damn, she's absolutely right. And so I called the guy. We'll call him Sunshine. Call Sunshine. Okay. I called Sunshine and I was just like, it's not going to work. I did. I was like, it's not going to work. I was like, (laughs) I was like. Please don't tell me you threw me out of the bus. It's so funny. It's so funny, right? So he was like, does this have to do with the podcast that you just recorded? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, a little bit. Ironically, the day before you and I talked, I had went. I was just looking up like interviews on YouTube with therapists that were talking to people that are married but think that they're in love with their mistresses or mistresses. Uh Uh-huh. And I had watched a couple of those interviews like the day before we we shot the podcast. 
So, and then you got the information that I, you know, wanted from that. Not really that I wanted, but just that kind of landed on me. Yeah. Then after our podcast, I was just like, Mickey, just don't. Just don't do this. Just don't. And yeah, don't. And you want to know what, and it's weird because it was an over, yeah, I did. I called and he oh. just was like, so you're serious. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm serious. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And another thing I said was, and you're too good at it. Mm. That's really what, you know, after we, you, you kind of. Oh, that is, that is very, a very good observation. That's right. That's not the first like time. Yeah. I was like, you're a little too good at it. And you said to me, though, you said this, you made the red light go off when you were like, if they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you. And I was like, damn. Yeah. And damn, he's really good at it. Like, yeah, he's yeah. really good at this double life thing. A little too good. And I broke it off. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so funny because the day before I had got like this really big gift from him. This really big surprise gift. Yeah. Oh, so it's like the breakup comes after this big gift. <laughs> but yeah, so. Did you send it back? No. <laughs> what was it? Crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to tell. Is it, can you hint at what it, just, you don't have to say like, is it uh, like things that, is it jewelry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But designer? Really? Yeah. Okay. So you don't want to send that back. <laughs> no, I'm not sending it. Well, and that. you know, it was a gift intended for you. So yeah, unsolicited I'm and you, you yeah, will, you yeah. will take it and keep it with the spirit it was given to you. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Oh, yeah. And luckily, there hadn't been a whole lot of time invested because I feel like the more time you're, you know, we were a couple months, this couple months. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't really that hard. I don't think for either of us. It was just kind of like, like, are you serious? Are you really want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I I, did it. I feel like I... I feel like so. <laughs> this guy hates my guts. He doesn't know who I, he's. Please tell me he's not going to be where we're going. And okay, so because you know there's going to be some fucking cockroaches in my room or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Little scorpions going to be in your room. Something. Oh, I've had that. Yeah, I've had scorpions in my room before. But all that to say, don't ever not keep it real with me. Always keep it real with me. I. Okay. Even if that bothered me, it bothered me, honestly, like I, after, and because I had to watch it back, right. Because I have to watch it back to pick the outtakes and like do tell, say, hey, cut this out. And there was a section of it you wanted cut out and I had that cut out. So I had to go back and listen for those time markers and I'm listening to, and I'm, when I watch myself back, sometimes I'm like, Jesus, it was one of those podcasts. I said, when I released it, when I did my recording for the 
start of it, you know, I was record a little promo for it. And I said, this is me. Not only am I saying, showing how I am as a friend when I really care about somebody, but I'm also, you were also pulling stuff out of me. And I just said, this is just one that I'm going to hit the publish button. I'm going to be like, I want to rip this thing down. But I always, when I hit those types of podcasts, I publish them anyway, because you know what? It's like, fuck it. This is who I am. And when I care about my friends, I care about them. And I get in there. And sometimes I get a little too up in their business, but I can't help it. It's because it's out of concern and love. If I don't, that means like, you know, when you see me say, like really getting focused and saying things like that, like I was saying very directly, it's always when I'm, it's because I love that person so much. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, I think you're walking into, you're stepping on a landmine. And one of the things that I've always like, you know, I've read like a lot of like, through my whole yoga journey, I've read all these kind of like self-help books. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that this lady talks about all the time that I really like, her name is Abraham Hicks, talks about like, unfortunately, experiences are the best teacher. People usually don't take other people's verbal advice. Yeah. We, We always like, isn't it? kind of a shame that we have to be experience it for ourselves instead of seeing somebody else's experience and knowing. And one thing that I've tried to do get better at as is not needing to experience it before I believe it or not even needing to understand it before I can understand it in a sense. So I trust you and you've had more experience with things than I had. And I don't know. I just was like, you know what? I don't think this is one of those things where I have to experience it to be able to see that someone outside of me might know where this is headed, even yeah. if I don't. Yeah. I took your advice and I... Oh my God. Yeah. And it's all good. And I'm fine. Uh, do you... How do you... When do, okay. When did you have this conversation? Holy crap. <laughs> actually, I literally had it that night, actually. <gasps> Wow. But then I said, but I have this thing though. I have this thing though where I give myself 24 hours. Oh, me too. Sleep on it. Yeah. Yeah. I give myself 24 hours to really see if I still feel like that. So that night when we got off the podcast, I made the phone. Yeah. So it actually wasn't that morning. It was that night that I made the phone call. Shortly after we hung up, yeah, I called. And when my energy, you, I'm pretty transparent with my energy. I don't try to fake like things are all good when they're not all good. I know. I'm the same way. Like, I can't hide it. No. It's awful. I'm not good at No. Yeah, I'm not good at being a faker. Mm-mm. So I was like, we need to talk. And I said, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to. This is, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And what did he you say? Like, he was like, what? Like, where is this coming from? Like, we were just really good. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, he, and then that, that's when he asked, does this have anything to do with the podcast that you just recorded? And then that's when I was like, yeah, it does. And I said, during the podcast, as I was like gloating over you and our situation, my girlfriend kind of just hit me with a reality check. Like, girl, do you realize what's really happening and I was like, yeah, this light bulb just went off and I don't want to invest my time into something that's empty. Not when I've just gotten out of. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't, this is not, I don't think in my small brain, we're just having fun. It's lighthearted. We're just having fun. Mm-hmm. But in my big brain, is that the truth? 
Right. And instead of trying to figure out time to decide whether or not that was the truth or not, I was like, fuck it. Just, you know, fuck it. I don't want to. Call me when you're single. I mean, like, sort that stuff out and, you know. Yeah, I'm not dead. You're not dead. But yeah, it's like I'm at the perfect point before I really fall like deeply head over heels, like deeply, truly, madly. Yeah. Just leave. You dodged a bullet. So thank you. And for as long as you and I are friends, which will be forever, forever and until and even into next lifetime. Yeah. Always keep it real with me. The people in my life that I call my friends, I listen to you all. Even if I fight you a little bit at Mm -hmm. first, what you say to me always is in my mind. And I'm always self-assessing. And I don't really take offense easily, especially if it's someone that I love. And our friendship, like, I love you. So I know nothing, you're not telling me anything to hurt me. No. Yeah, I know that. So no, listen, always tell me how you feel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I, I honestly did. I was like, oh God, did I cross a line? You know, should I have just, uh, but I just couldn't like, I'm like, gosh, you, when I said like, when I said like, you're a queen, you don't need to be with a joker. I mean, like, that's true. You are. I thought about that shit. Listen, (laughs) I thought about that shit. I was like, I'm a queen. I don't need to be with a joker. (laughs) And then, and then you know what else landed on me when you were like, what? You don't have any restrictions and you're playing basically by his terms because he has restrictions. But the thought that got me thinking is, but he's so good. And instead of offering this as an excuse, this is when my light bulb went off was like, this guy is really good at pretending like he doesn't. Not even pretending like he doesn't, but acting as if he doesn't. And that means you're good with deception. Yeah. And if you'll do it with me, you'll do it to me. That's right. This is not your first go around. No, it's not. And this won't be your last. No, it will not. And you will be okay and I will be okay. Yeah. And so can I ask you how, like, are you 100% sure that he's actually not married? Yeah, I'm 100% sure. Okay. Am I a hun- no 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 I'm not 100 percent sure no no I'm not move yourself um, in the front you're, you're like slumpy okay. there we go yeah okay. get centered <laughs> not that it matters only to you it does that matter to me yes I like things balanced okay yeah there you go there we go perfect no I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure I think he is I don't could be but I don't where does he live in the states you don't have to tell me is okay. Has he lived there wherever he's living his whole life? Not his whole life. For the last, let's say, nine years. Okay, so he met her. But his there. partner is not. His partner is in the, is overseas. Okay, but they're both American. Yeah, so they're so not like not there. residing so, where he is. Is that what you're saying? Ask me that again. She does not reside where he does. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Yeah. Okay. She's in the states and he's not, but they're mm-hmm. both American. Okay. Then, and there's definitely more to it. There's way more to it. When you put all of that together, it doesn't add up. I don't think that they're married. Well, I'm just I saying there's just more to kids. it. Well, I don't care anymore. So there's that. There you go. Drop that penny and pick up a dime. 
<laughs> Where do you get all these little euphemisms for? I have no idea. I'm full of them. I like literally do not know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. And they're not, the thing about the stuff I say is like, it's not cool. It's not hip, hip stuff. It's not the vernacular that people are using right now. It's like some crazy, I mixed some 1950s shit with some 90s stuff and put it in a blender. And then that's what I came up with. (laughs) Do you know who Mae West is? Yes. Of course I know who Mae West is. So I read, <gasps> I read the autobiography of Mae West like oh, years and years. Fascinating. And she had some of the best. She like, does have does some of the. She? And yes. Sometimes, sometimes your little quotes remind me of Mae West. <sighs> fiery stuff. And she got to say that stuff back then. I know. She's the reason for censorship. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She is. She is the reason for censorship. They were like, oh, no, we cannot have a woman out here talking like this. No mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Mae West. That's so funny. Uh, okay, so, wow. So, it's been a week then. I'm single, yeah. single. You are yeah, s- it's been a week and no regrets. Okay, you have come off of two very pertinent men in your life and you cut mm-hmm. them off and mm-hmm. then you came across this other guy and you've cut him off. Do you know... See, I have done this. This is why I'm not afraid to, when I know something's wrong, regardless of how tied to it I am, I'm more afraid of staying in it than I am of cutting ties so that I can have, like, when I I can have the right one come in, you know, the right things coming into me. Because when I'm stuck on something that's not right, and I know that inherently, for whatever the reason, it's blocking other stuff. So you're very bold and brave to not many people operate like that. I do. You know, I always have, I'm like, I know there's something else coming. I don't have to know what it is or even have a hint or whiff of it. I just know this I cannot do anymore. And, and then I move forward and it's not always easy, but I can honestly say I've never gone, gee, I wish I would have like when I look back with men in my life, especially, I've never been like, oh, I shouldn't have let him go. It was always the right decision. You know, my grandmother used to always say this. The only thing harder than leaving is staying. And so many people stay. And this I don't understand, Mickey. Do you see this? I see this because I, I understand have- it for sure. Oh, my God, girl. I do I, Yes, I do. Explain it to me then. For sure. I empathize with both. And as much as I like to kind of delineate between men and women, this one, I won't. I do get why people stay in relationships that may no longer serve them. And the reason why I get it is because once, and let's not even throw if, if you have children and mm-hmm. property and yeah but sometimes just being comfortable and not doing the work or taking the risk is just the easier and the safest bet instead of thinking about you know shaking things up especially if you've been with someone for a long time and you got and you guys got kids together and you're married mm-hmm. and all of these things 
it's just, it's very uncomfortable. And yeah. once people get used to a level of, of comfort and routine, you know, it takes a lot. And then, and then also there's this thing of, for women, there's this thing of, and I guess for guys too, but so I had an anonymous blog where I wrote about leaving my primary partner. And basically I talked about how leaving a good guy is so hard. When was this? This was so, girl, maybe like two years ago I started it. And Uh it was just a letter to me, like why leaving a good guy is okay. Because Mm -hmm. there's this thought around like scarcity, especially when it comes to love. Well, when it comes to love and money, like there's this theme of like, you know, you better hold on to a, you know, you better hold on to a good man, you know, yeah. or you better hold on to a, a good woman or whatever. So it kind of puts this fear in you that you won't find anything better. And then there's that old saying, like, you know, the grass isn't always greener right. on the side, but sometimes the shit is. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it is. So it has to boil down to... Do you think you're a good decision maker? Do you think, are you willing to bet on yourself? I know when we were in training, there was a lot of talk about like how your intuition is basically bullshit. We remember that whole conversation when? There was a lot of bullshit conversation. So I probably was just blocking it out and texting under my little bag or something. I mean, like... (laughs) Well, I I know I was doing a lot of texting with a specific someone at that point. So (laughs) (laughs) I know you saw me. I was like, I thought you were over there handling business, girl. No. Texting. I was sexting. I was learning about the central nervous system. (laughs) It's full on sexting. (laughs) It's probably some nasty, nasty shit, too. (laughs) Total Layla style. Your dick what? Okay. Yes, my answer is oh. A. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the femur bone is... Wait, yes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But I do think that people should trust themselves more, me included. Yeah. And I think that people should bet on themselves more and not try... I think people should do more things scared. Like, you know how you want to do something, but you're scared or you want to do something, but you're uninspired or you want to do something, but you're overwhelmed. Yeah. So instead of waiting for these moments for you not to be scared or instead of waiting for these moments for you to get inspired or get underwhelmed or just do it, just just do it, just do it scared, do it overwhelmed, do it uninspired, just follow your impulses Mm -hmm. and impulses were intimately saying, you know, Mickey, you need to be, you really need to be by yourself, girl. Yeah. No, but I I get into this habit of, I've got a habit of having a a guy around. I've got a nine-year relationship, another three-year relationship, another, it's nothing for me to just keep moving in that habit of love. I've got some love habits. Yeah. And I was like, I really would kind of just like to be by myself. And then, so you kind of gave me the out. You kind of gave me something to think about that, crossed my mind, but didn't really give any thought to it. Mm. And then once you, I really think that people, situations, friends are just constant reflections of things that are already going on inside of you. Yeah. So I think that's also why I didn't have the hardest time listening to you because you're just a reflection of a piece of me. 
Yeah, if anybody's listening that's in a relationship that they're like, man, I this no longer serves me, and especially long-term relationships, those are the ones. See, the, sh- the short ones, it's kind of like, you know, whatever. But the long-term relationships, because what happens in those is you've been married 10, 20, 30, 40 years. You might not be the same people that you were. And yeah, just bet on yourself. And sometimes the grass is greener. Yeah. I mean, I think, so my, interestingly enough, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. My, one of the things that kind of got me into this whole podcasting and my little sexual adventures and stuff was that I always like to do little social experiments. And the year before, I had spent a year basically visiting all my friends. You know, you always say, oh, we'll get together. Let's get together. And then nobody does. I made it a point to spend time, like go and spend the night uh, multiple times with all of my friends. Like we're having sleepovers. We planned vacations. We're doing stuff. Like I made sure that we did. And so some of my friends, actually most of my friends are married. So it would be me with them and then sometimes me with their spouses. And I really got to see and appreciate these different married dynamics and really get this intimate look at how good friends of mine are married and how, what their relationships are like. And I, you know, just observe that very closely. And it's not saying anything bad about anybody's relationship because I have some friends that actually, a couple friends where I'm like, they are spot on doing it right. They have something to envy. They have something to strive towards and mimic. But putting my friends aside, I see most people that are married, I'm sad to say, and I hate, you know, I'm just going to say it because it's just, this is just what I've seen. Most people that are married should not be married at this point. Their expiration date has passed and they just, people get very comfortable. And you really touched on a very good point when you said people don't like things that are uncomfortable. I have trained myself in my business life And also in my personal life to actually move when something's uncomfortable, I run towards it instead of running away from it. Because I know actually that's where shit happens. That's where life experience and life, and that's where it's at. It's not in this comfort zone. Now I will say for married people, first of all, I haven't been married because I take it so, so seriously. I'm like, I'm just not going to do it because I know the fucking work it takes. And I know that it's unrealistic to think you're going to get married at 22, and that it's all going to work out in the long haul. Statistically, we just know that's not the case. So nobody needs to get upset and offended by that. Just look at the statistics. I don't make the statistics. That's just what they are. And so that means people can have seasons and they can have chapters of their lives that are for each other. And then there's other seasons and chapters that you are not supposed to be together. I don't believe everybody is supposed to be married till death do them part. I love the idea of it. I fucking love the idea of it. That's how I would want it to be. But I wouldn't be so silly as to think that I have to hold myself to that when I'm not happy and the other person's not happy. And if you're going to take those vows and stand up in front of your friends and family and everybody, then you had better be prepared to work your fucking ass off. And there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, we've had this time and it was great. And now we're going to respectfully go our separate ways because I want you to be happy and I want to be happy. But instead people just, they just like want to stay miserable together. And that to me makes no sense. 
I think everybody should really, really have to earn their way out of a marriage before they finally do get divorced. I don't think it's something you should take lightly. I'm not a proponent of it. Work your ass off. But if you're not willing to work your ass off and the other person is or whatever, you know, it's just like set that person free. Or if you're both unhappy, set each other free. Like, why do you want to go down with the ship? I don't care whether you're 50 or 25 or whatever. You still have life to live. And do you remember when we were, first of all, yes. And do you remember when we were talking and I was like, oh, you know, he's, I get why a woman would stay for 10 years without a ring, without, and you were like, that's not husband material. And I thought about that too. And I was like, he's letting this woman, he knows what she wants and he knows damn well, he's not going to give it to her. He doesn't want to. I don't. What stood out to me was you'll stay in a relationship that you're not happy in. But I look at the, see, I see something different. I see the lack of consideration of this man to not have the integrity to at least have the basic level of caring for this woman to say, I cannot give you what you want. You deserve to have it. You need to go and find it. And it's not going to be with me. He knows that. He knew that well before he met you. He's known that for a long time. He doesn't have the depth of character to let her go, but he's sure as hell happy to keep her and do some stuff on the side. And that's what I'm saying. It's like when you see that, when you see these things, when somebody is okay with that, because in my opinion, a real man would be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What's going on here? I have this attraction for somebody. Let's say it was the first time we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And a real man says, hold on, I need to settle. I got to straighten. I got to clean. I got to take care of my own house first. Let me get right with this because I care about this person and I don't want to do something that is going to risk hurting them by doing something on the side because that would be very painful to them if they found out. I'm going to figure out where my head's at, where my heart's at and handle this first before I pursue something with this other person. It also, I mean, it shows respect for both women, quite frankly. Someone that just cheats is just a cheater and they don't care about this person themselves or the other person. I think it takes a very low self-esteem to cheat. You have to be in a certain place to do that. I think cheating can cheat. I don't know. I don't know. I think cheating can get, I think there's a myriad of reasons why people cheat and what cheating. I don't think cheating is such a big deal. I don't. Oh, you don't? Mm -mm. Why? Tell me why. First of all, I was in an open relationship. And the reason why I was in an open relationship was because I didn't think cheating was so bad. That's not cheating. (laughs) And I wanted to offer a little bit of more transparency around it. But, But that's not cheating. If you're in an open relationship. The only thing that makes it, well, I'm not going to say the only thing, but one of the main things that makes it not cheating is simply because you're being honest about it. But the act of it is still, still the act. It's just, all right, well, at least I'm not being dissed. Because all cheating is, is just an open relationship that, <laughs> that you're not being honest about. But you it's know, not on a very on a very surface level. Of course, there's different levels to open relationships. There's like people that you know you you really got like a secondary 
real relationship with this person. And there's situations where, you know, you just have multiple sexual partners outside of yeah. the priming, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I understand why people cheat. I don't. I do. To me, it's a, I don't, no, I don't. It's a, you don't, because you don't, maybe we have to define what cheating is. In my opinion, first of all, it's a hundred percent voluntary. As an example, if I feel like if I'm with someone and I feel like I'm going to cheat on them, I'm going to go break up with them, period. If I know that they don't want, like that I'm getting that urge to go outside of our relationship without us actually having an agreement that that can be done, because it's not when you have open dialogue, this is why this is. And so I'll go back over it. This is why I feel like cheating is completely voluntary, because if you are in a relationship with somebody and you've been, it's just been you and that person. And all of a sudden, you know, whether married or not, but especially if you're married, obviously most, most married people, the expectation is we're going to be monogamous. If you start having feelings that you don't want to do that, then you as an adult need to say and communicate with your partner, regardless of the fact that you're married, you still have a, you know, your vocal cords, you need to communicate with them and say, this is where I'm at. This is why I'm I'm changing. I'm feeling this. Have honest conversation with your partner. They're your partner. And then work it through, whatever it is, because there's so many different things you can do as opposed to getting a divorce. It's just like, okay, we could get a divorce or we could split up, right? Let's say they're not married. We could split up. We could work on, you know, what type of an open relationship we would be comfortable with. How would we define that, those parameters? Again, it's all about what the two people negotiate. But when one person goes outside of that contract and breaks it and does stuff without negotiating that with the context of their partner, that's wrong. Especially when you, when you said you would do otherwise. And I'm not, so again, I'm not talking about people that are in open relationships, not at all. That's what they've agreed on. But people who, when one partner and believes that this is a monogamous relationship and the other person deceives them, it's really the worst kind of betrayal. And, and it's, again, it's unnecessary because you can be honest with that person and tell them where you're coming from and what you're feeling. And people are too fucking chicken shit to communicate. So I'm not going to let people off the hook because they just don't have the fucking balls to be honest. I have no problem with it. It's uncomfortable. I know. I don't like it. I don't like having to tell the truth all the time, but I do. And it feels a whole lot better than trying to deceive someone. And that's so much effort and energy. And it's just negative and really, really hurtful to the other person. If they find out to me, that's not worth it. Like, how could I consider doing that to somebody when I truly care about them? I've done both things at, let me see. I've been a cheater before. Mm Mm-hmm. And the only thing that made me change that was I started the relationship with my ex and I just really loved him so much. I was like, I never wanted to hurt him. And so when I started to feel those feelings of, I just came to him and was like, listen, I love you. And I'm having these feelings of wanting to experience other partners, other people, but but you were honest. That's what I'm saying. That you. I was. I was. But I still. I was. But I do understand. I still understand why people cheat. I well, understand why people lie. They're I lazy. <laughs> Emotionally lazy. 
I don't know. I think there's a lot of variables that one has to consider before we just, I think lazy is probably the easiest thing to call it. See, I just- It might be true. Do you know how much complication there is? Everybody wants to justify why instead of just, just don't go there. Do not put yourself in the position in the first place. It's so much easier than you much effort it takes to have an affair, like to lie to your partner, to sneak around. To, it's a lot. And if, of, if, for me, it's not the effort. For me, it would be the feel of it. It would feel so like if I think about. Oh, yeah, because it was hard being in an open relationship and I'm being honest and it still was hard. So that's also a great point because I'm like, this has to feel bad, even if you're enjoying the other side of it, because you're having to lie to your partner constantly. You know, another good way to look at it is, let's say you had a child or your best friend. Would you want them to be on the receiving end of the storyline that you're trying to defend? Yeah, no, no, no. And I, I thought Would you want too. your, let's say you have a daughter. Would you want your daughter, would you say to her, honey, you know what, when you grow up, you might get cheated on. It's okay. Just suck it up. No, that's okay. You know, like, would you ever sell anybody that you care about into that scenario? No, you wouldn't. You would not want that for them. And if you don't, then you shouldn't be doing it. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I also understand why people cheat. Yeah. I am really comfortable with expressing myself. And I think that I'm really good at expressing myself. You are, yeah. So it's not hard for me to talk about uncomfortable things with people. I can also understand for people that are not comfortable in communicating. And I understand how uncomfortable communicating, unfortunately, even with someone that you could be married to can be. And there's just a lot mm-hmm. of stickiness and variables that go on into romantic relationships. And so I understand both sides. I do. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not mm-hmm. even in me saying that I understand it. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm simply saying that I do understand. Oh, I can't. I'm not saying I don't understand all the reasons I do. But at the end of the day, I still feel like when you push all of that aside, it's you still come to the same place that if you're doing something that you know is wrong, usually if you can't be honest about it, it's wrong. <laughs> it's kind of a dead giveaway. You can't be honest about it. It's wrong. And I hear a lot of like on this, I get a lot of, it's interesting because I get a lot of listeners that will write to me and a lot of married guys, you know, that are having affairs or whatever. And every time I, that something like this comes up, they will write and they're like, they, you don't understand. I, she's the mother of my children. No, no. They'll say, we have kids and I'll do anything for my kids. And this is why I stay, but I cheat, but I stay. Right. And my direct answer to that is no, you will not do anything for your kids. If you would do anything for your kids, you would treat their mother with respect. You would do everything you possibly could to work on your marriage with the mother of your children. 
if you were willing to do anything for your children. You're not willing to do anything for your children. You're willing to stay there physically, but you're not willing to do the work to make a good marriage, to model for your children what a loving relationship is between a man and a woman, because those kids are going to go out and seek what they see at home. If you're distant, you're not around, you're unavailable to the mom, this is all stuff that kids are going to learn and they're going to go out and they're going to find relationships like this. So especially if you have daughters. So really everyone wants to make it, like I said, everyone wants to make it so complicated that their situation is unique. It's not as complicated as everybody wants to make it. And again, I do understand why it is hard to be honest. It is hard to have these conversations. I know I've been alive quite a while and had several relationships. I have had fuck ups myself. I'm not coming from a place of like, I've never had mistakes. I have made mistakes and I have had mistakes perpetrated on me, you know, and I, but it still doesn't, I'm not going to sit there and excuse myself when I've done something that I know really at the basis of my relationship and the base reason for me being with this person is this care and this love and this concern and this desire to never, you know, never want to hurt them, then I have to act on that. And even if it means that I'm telling them that I'm struggling and I'm my feelings are changing and how are we going to work that through moving forward, it's honesty is always the best policy. I've never been like, I can't think of a time where I was like, oh shit, even though it was really hard and it was painful. That I was like, well, I wish I would have been honest about that. I've never said that. I don't know. Can you think of a time when you have? If you were really being yeah. honest, not mean, or you let some, you know, so I mean, I believe I've said, I've let stuff slip out that was not well thought out, but I don't, even then I was like, I could have handled that better, but I did say what needed to be said. So you're asking me, have I ever regretted being honest about something? Yeah. With someone that you care about. No, I mean, can you think of it? Let me yeah. think, let me think, let me think. Hold on, let me think. You're like, gee, I wish I would have lied instead of told them the truth. <laughs> I don't know. No. I know. I mean, I really can't either. As hard as... There's been the inverse though. When you, wait, you wish you would have lied? You wish you would have... I would have told the Oh, truth. yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's been the inverse. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I pushed a lot of boundaries in the beginning of this... And I told you this, I pushed, I really got into a gray area with Mr. Big when it came to a specific relationship because our agreement was I would do things a certain way. And basically it was to be shared. The facts were to be shared. But what happened was I really got attached and I started wanting to just like have that for myself and not share it. And I was just having a full on side relationship. And even though... He knew, he didn't know it was as serious as it was and just a lot of stuff I was holding back. So there was a, I don't know if I told you this, I got stuck trying to get home and I had to call him because I was like, I don't know if, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back and you know, I have things I have to get back for. And he, he didn't even ask where I was or what I was doing. And that makes me a little sad to think about it. He was just like, okay, you know, should I call my pilot? Should I have him like, come get you? And I was just like, Jesus, you know, I said, no, no, no. Let me see. Let me see. I was like, let me wait and see if, 
if I got, got on the flight, it was crazy because there's all these snow. I mean, it was just crazy. And anyway, I did get on the flight, but the flight I got on could not get me directly home. I was about an hour away. The airport, it was at an airport an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half away. <laughs> so I got in the middle of the night. He sent a driver for me to come get me, pick me up from that airport, drive me home so that I would be home. And then I didn't have to basically worry. And I was just like, okay. I felt like a, the biggest asshole. Mm-hmm. This guy would just do anything for me. No, qu- you know, like if I need, if I'm stranded anywhere in the freaking world, you know, like, he's just like, I will get you. And I've just felt like a douche. <laughs> so after that was, after that, I was like, I just had to come clean with everything. But that was awful. You know, it was awful. And it was unnecessary. I didn't need to do that. And it it definitely, it changes as much as like, you know, when you have somebody that just loves you that purely and that honestly, and you trample on it like that, it leaves a mark. It doesn't just go away or it doesn't get swept under the rug. So, and we're not married, you know, like, we're not, we're, you know, but we have, we have known each other for so long. And we have such a good friendship at the core of everything. And it really, really is, can be damaging to, and it's not a, it wasn't, you know, and I was like, well, it's not a full blown lie. Cause he knows, you know, well, he didn't know that I was in a halfway across the freaking planet with someone else that week. I don't think that we do this love thing. Right. I don't think that we do relationships. Right. I don't, I don't think, think we have the right we, definition of love, actually. I don't think we're doing it right. And I am, I'm going to do it right. I'm determined to not only do love right. And when I say right, that's a bit of a cheap word. I really mean better or mm-hmm. my own definition of better mm-hmm. or my own definition of right. Because I, I don't want to use right like in conjunction with like any kind of morality or anything. Yeah. But I am on a mission to do life right. I'm on a mission to do love right. Me too. And I'm so happy to be doing this with you. I know. And you know, I am, I haven't told you this, but I mean, I'm just like, I'm totally single too. Okay. So this will be the first time that I am single. Did you just take your hair out? Yeah. Let me see. Oh my God, girl. It, it is so pretty. Thank you. It is. Thank you. I'm getting it, girl. I'm like Diana Ross over here. You are. You have, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, who just so, showed up? <laughs> so this will be, and you know, we can do this together. So this will be my first time being single. Yeah. Since I was 17. Mm-hmm. So that is almost, hold on, let me do the math. That's almost no kidding. Seventeen years. I've been in. I've oh, been, it's time. It is time, Miss Ross. Yeah, yeah. So you need to do you. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. you need to have some curious girl adventures. But even when I, I don't want to do that either because for some reason, I meet really quality men, mm-hmm. and they just. It just doesn't end up being like a fling. It end up being like, okay, this is my new boyfriend. Yeah. 
So I've got to break some love habits. I'm okay. too used to being in. I just want to take, I'm not going to say how long, but she is shut down. <gasps> Are you going to be celibate? I think I want to. Well. I think I want to. Good for I you. Think I want to. Have you ever been celibate? Yeah. That's what started this whole thing. Three and a half years. For how long? Three and a half years. No. Yes. I locked all this up. <laughs> Girl. Had it on lockdown. Three and a half years? Yes. No, nothing. What about masturbating? Oh, I masturbated. Yeah. Okay. But no, I didn't. Of course I masturbated. <laughs> no, I. no other person touched any of this. For three years. Three and a half. Three and a half. You know what? That's why I went crazy. It might be. It might be time. For it me? might be time for you. For me, I've always entertained this and have talked about it and have wanted to. And you know what? I'm supposed to be it motivating people to get more in touch with their sexuality, not go the other way. <laughs> but you know what? There could be. No, I'm just kidding. I'm be, just joking. I'm there, just- but listen, listen, Layla. There could be a deep intimacy in being celibate. If you do it the right way, not the way I do What's What's the right way? Well, I mean, when you talk about when you're really doing it for a more intimate, deep, intimate thing for yourself, that wasn't why I did it. I did it because I was such a workaholic and I literally did not want anybody to get in my way, take an hour of my day to stop me from business. It was just like nothing was more important than my work. And it was- See, I I love that too, though. I love that too, because especially for women, because women so often get distracted by love mm-hmm. in romantic relationships. And yeah, I think I took you it know? to I mean, No, I get you. I get you. But I was using it. I don't think for me, it wasn't healthy. I think I've never gone too far with the love thing where I've never been super needy or let that be my, at the top of my pyramid, so to speak. So, you know, I've never gone to the other extreme, but just blocking it from my life was really denying these parts of myself that needed to come out and play and have fun and have experiences and meet different people and have experiences with them. And because everything that I've learned from this past five years, I've been doing this for five years. I thought I was just going to do it for one. It was supposed to be a social experiment for one year after I did visiting all my friends, looking at their relationships. And that's what really sparked in my mind that I was missing the people that had this intimacy, I'm like, that's really, and just the physical, the physicality of stuff. I'm like, whoa, I'm missing that physical touch. I haven't had it in three and a half years. And so I was like, that's it. I just put the hammer down. I did the same, anything like I would do in business. When I make a decision, I make a decision and I go. And I just, like I said, I moved towards the uncomfortable, you know, whatever is uncomfortable facing down the fact that I wasn't putting myself around all my friends that are in relationships and really studying that and really having to look in my, you know, look at what I've been doing. And by blocking all that out, I was like, okay, now make a change. Boom. Within 10 days, I had totally turned all that around. And then I started this with, I was like, okay, this is my year. It was just a year. I was going to do it for a year. It was my year to experiment. And so I set a goal for it. I'm going to 
These are the things on my bucket list I want to do, and I'm going to document it. So if you do it, and you're going to do a year of celibacy, you should document it because it'll bring up interesting things in you and to have it documented, so valuable. Having these five years documented of everything that I've gone through and all the emotions and the stuff that sex stirs up in you, it's not just about sex, you know, it's about so many other things. So having that documented has been amazing. All the everything, craziness, ups and downs, goofy shit, sexy shit, everything. You should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? Nobody's doing that. Who's documenting their celibacy? Their year of love. See, I called it, I did before I did the Curious Girl Diaries. It was, I did, I called that the year of love. It was really just about bonding with my friends, being around them. Like I said, spending time doing when you say, we're going to get together, we're going to see, we should get together, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, yes, we should. Let's get our calendars out right now. And I made it happen and I made it happen. And I was the catalyst that, and then, you know, all of my friends, we were all getting together and it just snowballed on itself. And it was a very fun year. But through that, again, did not knowing what I was going to get out of it, what I got out of that was a realization that, whoa, I've really, as I watch my friends in their relationships and they have partners, I'm like, I've really isolated myself and I've really cut off this part of my life. And why have I done that? And I think I need to change that. And so that basically birthed this, what I'm doing now. So you should do it. You should podcast about it. You do it anonymously. And then you'll see where that leads you after a year and all the things that you learn. It's quite fascinating. I love socially experimenting with myself. I say all the time, I'm such a case study. You are. You are. my own case study. Jesus, girl, you are. You could write a book. You should write a book. Your life has been fascinating. It's coming as soon. Like, that's my retirement plan. Okay. Because I know, girl, once my, I know my book is, I'm, it's out of here. I know it, but I want to get more experiences. Mm -hmm. But my book, (laughs) the book is my retirement plan for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to finish building these two brands, but oh girl, it's coming. It's coming. Number one bestseller. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yes. Who's going to play you in the movie? (laughs) Mm, Uh, I don't think I've met her yet. You don't don't think so? mm -mm, But it's definitely that. It's that's happening. I love it. Yeah. That's my retirement plan. I might talk. Yeah. You know what? I think I want to be celibate. And you know what? As of right now, As of right now, it makes me kind of excited to think about it. As of right now, let's see. I'm just want to see the date. Hold on. Like when you would start? Or how long it's been already. Oh, but you have to have an official start date, like where you mindfully start. Mindfully start. Mm-hmm. Today's April 1st. Today. Okay. You've mindfully. Today, and we'll do it and we can log it together. Yeah. Yeah. You mindfully yeah. started on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to do this every Thursday? Yeah. We'll have a check-in. We'll a have celibacy a celibacy check-in with Mickey. I'm, gonna, I'm your celibacy parole officer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that coochie. Let me see that coochie. Does anybody get in the coochie? We gotta do the smell test. We gotta do the coochie check. Oh, God. We're awful. (laughs) If I see anything green coming out of there, I know you've been up to no good. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Look, you gotta do coochie check with Mickey. Oh my god. Coochie that <laughs> Did you say coochie? Say coochie. Coochie. Oh my god, that is so you know have I, you ever done shrooms before? Only you. Like I would I'm sitting here with my yoga hair, no makeup on a podcast, but we're talking about coochie check. Coochie check. Come on, man. That's that's true friendship right there. That's true love right that there. That is like that's like ride or die. <laughs> Straight up. Have you ever done shrooms? Yes. Do you love them? It's been a long time. Do you want to do them with me? Yes. Okay. We'll do them together. I'm missing those edibles. I haven't had edibles since you were here in town and you got them. At, remember? I got you some. I know. We'll get some in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get some in Jamaica. Yeah. When I did shrooms, one trip, I've done them twice. One was a good trip. One was a bad trip. And the good, when I first ate them, you feel a little sick, right? Until that passes, that nausea phase passes. You ate them? Yeah. Just like, so look what I have. Like, look what I have. Out of a baggie. Look what I have. <laughs> Is this, am I going to get in trouble for this? Are, like these illegal drugs? So, so it's hot cocoa shrooms. No kidding. And when I tell you, <gasps> girl, delicious. Oh, yeah. I'll give you one. That. Yes. Where do you get that? A girlfriend of mine makes them. Oh, she does. Okay. Yeah. Great, mm-hmm. great, good energy. But yeah. I'll save you one. Oh, my gosh. That is some fun stuff. Yes. But we have to be, I need open space. Yeah, we'll do it whenever, whenever. But just know I'll save you one, okay? I can't believe I'm talking about this on a podcast. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, we, we you talk about a little dick in the ass. You can't talk about shrooms. Why do you find, I want to know this. I don't understand this. Okay, why do you feel superior because you eat ass, but you don't take it in the ass? Like, there. <sighs> do am I giving you an air of superiority? No, I'm just saying like, why don't you want to have anal sex, but you'll put your mouth on a butthole? I can't. <laughs> Help me I think figure this one, out. I think it just hurts. Well, you have to have a lot of lube and you need to use a butt plug first because that relaxes you. You can't just go at it. Like you don't just go dry at it. Like this is a prep. I like butt plugs, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a true story. This is what happened. What? Okay. All right. So 2008, never forget the year. <laughs> never forget this shit. 2008, tried it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My asshole ain't never been the same. <laughs> well, the guy was too rough then. And then, let me tell you something else. So, I'll never forget this either. Okay. 2016, I'm working with this guy, and true story, no fluff. Okay. I'm working with this guy. You know, I used to be a flight attendant. Yes. So, we're working on the plane, mm-hmm. and I keep smelling something, but it doesn't smell like poop, but it smells like it smells. And oh my God, this is like an all nighter to LA. So my girlfriend, she's working the front of the plane and I go up there and she's like, 
do you smell something? And I'm like, yes. So her and I are going through the cabin. We're like, one of these damn passengers in here, man, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And we get back to the galley where the third flight attendant is. And it's like, it's overwhelming. It's so weird because it's not poop. It's like something though. Something close to so poop. So it has a little hint of poop in it. Like ass. But it's ass, but it's like. Because ass and poop don't smell the same. Ass smells like ass and poop smells like poop. So it's like ass mixed with something. Okay. So we're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure it out. And I don't remember if we had the conversation with him yet. I don't think we did because we got distracted by something. But we're still trying to figure out what it is. So everybody's getting off the plane and me and flight leader at the front of the plane, like watching the boarding door, trying to see if we can spot who it is. Who's the pooper? Who's the something? Couldn't find it. Yeah. But we could still smell it. We all, the plane is completely deboarded, completely deplaned. We all get off the plane and the flight leader in the back gets off the plane and we look and his entire, it was a gay guy, and his, the back of his pants were soaking wet. And we looked at each other and it all made sense. It was like, it smelled like semen mixed with oh, ass. poop, mixed with ass, mixed with like maybe a little bit of blood or something. It was it was something medical happening. And it was weird because he had been walking funny all trip, but I just thought he had like a maybe like a like a slew foot or something. Yeah. And after that, I was like, oh hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's what turned you off to it. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. If that could happen to me. No, I've never had that happen to me. I know I haven't had a, like a ton of anal sex, but yeah, that's not normal. That's not normal right. for anybody. He could have been, it sounds like he actually was putting stuff in that shouldn't be in there and maybe hurt himself. I mean, seriously. It was not good, girl. It was not good. It was, I just was like. I mean, it sounds like I he's having a bit of a medical it. emergency. If you- it was definitely a measure. We should have called fire rescue, mm-hmm. EMT, paid for medical assistance. Yeah. Yeah, like it I mean, was almost not, like he had a perforated bowel. Something had it was like something had a, it was serious. And once we saw the back of his pants, we didn't want to say anything because we didn't want him to embarrass him. And mm-hmm. he has to know, like he has to have felt that, like of course. So, so um, but the next day he didn't show up for the trip. We had a new, we had a he new didn't? um. Mm-mm. He had some kind of like medical. We had a new crew member. Yeah. We had a new crew member. That's what made me be like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. It's not like that, though. Mm-mm. And the person you did it with, that you need a lot of lube. You have to be really relaxed. You have to go slow. Yeah. I don't know. If you like but, butt plugs, if you like butt plugs, you should enjoy, when done right, anal sex. But I only like the butt. It's only a window of when I like it. After, right before. Before I come, during our, my orgasm. But as soon as my orgasm is over, I want it out. I want booklet out, out, okay. out, out, out. Yeah. Don't want to leave it in, want it out. Yeah. I love it when I've got my butt plug in and then a guy is fucking me from behind. I've got the butt plug in. Ugh. Have you ever tried it with the vibrator too? You've got the butt plug 
Yeah. Fuck. Oh wait, no. I didn't do. I don't have a vibrating butt plug. You told me that though, right? We call that the triple wow. Triple wow wow. I haven't had the triple wow wow. No, I've just had a double wow wow. I guess because it's not a vibrating butt plug. It's a butt plug with a big dick and a vibrator on my clip. So that's just the triple wow. Triple wow. Okay. But yeah. if you get the vibrating butt plug, then that's when it's the triple wow wow. I know. I need to know which one to get. Are you talking about the one that has the little dongle that hangs out? I'm going to send it to you. It's curved. It's pink. They have it in pink and black, I think. And it, it looks like a finger stand. And it's okay. got beads on it that like get bigger as you get to the base of it. Yeah. And then it's got a big cord with a little controller on it. Okay. So it hangs out. Yeah. And yeah. it's got a flat base so it doesn't get lost. Oh, good. Yeah. Because, oops. Turn my phone off. I've had that happen. I know you told me. That sounds like scary. Were you scared? Well, I didn't realize it happened until like, till we were done. And then I went to the bathroom and I'm like, where's my butt plug? <gasps> and yeah, I mean, literally I'm like, where'd it go? I'm sitting down on the toilet to go pee. And I'm like reaching around. I was going to pull my butt plug out. And I'm like, where's my butt plug? And <laughs> it's up in me. Now, it's not like when you try, when you're sitting, when you're on the toilet, you're squatting and you're trying to reach it from the, either the front or the back and fish it with your fingers. They can't get, you cannot get the right angle. And it's like, I'm digging. I'm like, oh my God, I was just, I was about ready to have to call my partner and say, come get this out of me. But fortunately I kept pushing. Well, because when you're, and then when you get nervous, it's like sucks it up in you, you know? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I, 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 it's like my fingers were right there. I could feel it. I could feel it, but I couldn't get it out. And I couldn't get the right, it was like a straining. Oh my God. It was, I did start to panic. Cause then I'm like, literally he's going to have to be just like, he would have done it. No problem. But yeah, I got it. I finally, yeah, finally that, got it. And I was yeah, like. That would have been a little scary. You would have had to go to the, to the hospital. He would have gotten it. But that was my first ever butt plug and it was an extra small and the stem was really small that's the thing people don't realize you get these small little stems that like like this right and yeah why would they do that why would they make it like the jewel is the size of a penny that will not fucking work no you give me a flat you don't poop tootsie rolls if you don't poop a tootsie roll do not get a butt plug with a stem the size of a penny like the manufacturers should know better they should put a warning on there is what they should do. The And then the other incident I had with that same butt plug was I was in Target and it started to roll out. And I had a jumper on, wide leg. <gasps> so you would have been walking and it's just... It, just it started to... No, 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 no. I felt it started to come out. I'm at the checkout line. I'm like, I can... I'm just like, I'm clenching. Clenching my cheeks, clenching my cheeks, clen- and I'm just like, ring this shit up, man. Just ring this shit up. And then I have to push my card out. The minute I started to like, wheels are almost out of the door. It started to come out. I had to take my, I had no choice. And you know, at the, at, right at the door, the security cameras are like on you. I had no choice but to take my finger and push it right between my butt cheeks and go, boop. Otherwise, that would have, it was a roller. And I barely, and then I clenched and clenched and clenched. I barely made it to the car. <laughs> and it's stainless steel. That thing would have been a thud and it would have rolled. Thud. You know how that sounds rolling on those floors? 
I almost had that one come out in church too. And I was like, my plan was to kick it under the shoes. <laughs> I know shit. I got up to get communion and I was like, oh, you know, you're in this big long line. There's people in front of you and people behind you. And right in front of you is a priest. I was just like, I will fucking kick this thing. And I will not, I will act like I didn't even see it. I will kick this fucker under the pews if it comes out right now. And I thought it was going going to. to You're going to have to do 50 Hail Marys and your confessional is going to be crazy. Oh, do you want to know something really? This is awful. Oh my God. I'm going to say this on my podcast. I can't believe I'm going to say it. The other day, I'm like, well, (laughs) this is terrible. I'm probably, I'm going to go to hell for saying this right now. The other day I'm driving and I look over and I see my priest coming out of a liquor store with two fucking big old bottles of Smirnoff. And I'm like, and he lives alone in that house. And I'm like, oh, Are he is serious. Yeah. I'm like, uh-oh. Did he have his collar? No, he's dressed in his regular clothes, but I know. I'm like, I know what my priest looks like. I know what my priest, I go to church. I know what our priest looks like. I'm like, oh, oh my. my gosh. Yep. I think somebody's a little lonely, has a little drinking problem. Anyway, they can't, he can't Uber Eats that? He should have Uber Eats it, but he's probably not technically, he's older. He's just probably not savvy enough. Anyway, so I was like, you know what? If I ever get in trouble for this podcast and I'm like, I got something on. I'm blowing the whistle. I'm blowing the whistle. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally joking about that. Like, but I'm just saying, no, it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't feel so bad. We all have secrets. I have a butt plug and you apparently like your Smirnoff. I have a drinking problem. (laughs) (laughs) No, do not laugh. We do. This is bad. I see. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I have sexted in church. I have done, I have fantasized about having sex on the pulpit. I mean, I listen. Naughty stuff. It sounds. Listen, that sounds. That sounds like it's a good time to me. <laughs> All I, those candles and that incense. Okay, I'm gonna send you the link to the. I wrote a blog post back when I first started. I was blogging. I wrote a blog post about uh, a fantasy that I had. I wrote about it and I put it on my website. I'll send you the link to it. It's hot. Send me the link. I will it's send hot. me the link. Yep. Naughty stuff. You constantly inspire me. Oh, I, I heard this quote today, and it was like, "You're the sum of your five closest friends." Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought about that, and I'm like, "Man, my network. If I'm the sum of my closest five friends, I'm a bad bitch. You are a bad bitch. Because yeah. y'all, I've got some men. The women, the women in my circle are powerful. Yeah." I'm yeah. so honored that you call me your friend. Oh, oh my God. Don't say that. No, I, <laughs> I loved you from like about an hour after I met you. <laughs> it was a couple days. It was okay. Couple okay. Days. Okay. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. It was a couple days. I told everybody that you, I, I've already told everybody that you didn't like me when you first met me. And that's <gasps> totally fine. <laughs> you did but not. Yeah. But listen, but that's okay because I've got. It's happened to me and some of my friends too, but that's okay. That's why I always say first impressions are cheap. Yeah, yeah. First impressions are cheap. Well, it's it was different because you you had come out of town and you're staying in this place for eight weeks. And that was the first day we were there and it was our orientation and you had all these questions. And I'm just like, look, 
lady, I am just here because I need to knock the time off because I know I have to be here, but it's just orientation. Let's not worry about all this shit. Let's, can we ask, can we save some questions for the next eight weeks? Do we have to ask them all right now? <laughs> and I had to go somewhere. I was like, she is talking and talking. I need to go. You just wanted to get to, you to, get to your little dick appointment. I did. That's, That's what it was. I know. And do you know if you would have said to me, girl, I'm trying to get some dick. I'd have been like, oh, I know. over. I know, but I didn't know you well enough. And then it never, we were sitting there one day and I was like, yeah, I said something like that. And because we did start talking about dick. And I said, yeah, I kind of had this secret podcast. And you go, I have one too. And I was like, oh no, that's when I was just like, this is my soulmate right here. We were in the lobby. We were in the lobby talking, studying. Yeah. And we were supposed to be studying. Mm -hmm. And you and me were over there, damn, talking about our podcast. Talking about dick first. (laughs) And we should, I think we swapped some dick pics. We should look at what I got. What do you got? Ooh, look at this. (laughs) Like we're trying to show each other what's in our lunchbox. Baseball cards. What's in in you? (laughs) Oh, God. I wonder if guys, do you think guys know that girls do that? Or do you think they hope that they do? If it's big, probably. Yeah. If it's not. If they have a dicklet, then they probably don't want you to do that. Yeah. But guys do that all the time. Girls do it too. Do you think guys show each other pussy pics? What? I don't know. Do you think they do? Just like we did with the dick pics. Like, look what I got. Look what I'm, look what of I'm doing. Of course. They do. Of course. <sighs> See, that's why Girl. I have a, I have a rule. You don't, first of all, very few, very, there's very few men on this planet that actually have a pussy pic of mine. And number two, never show your face with your body. So you always yes. have plausible deniability. That's really smart. I should probably take a page out of your book because my face be all up in it. <laughs> what do you mean like this? Body this? What do you mean all up in it? Are you like this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want you to, if I say, I want you to, my pussy is so pretty. I want you to know whose pussy this belongs to. This is my pussy. Oh, you're proud. You're proud of that pussy. I love my pussy. She's gorgeous. Good for you. She's got beauty marks. What are beauty marks? Oh, you mean like freckles? Yeah. She's so pretty. I love to hear you say that. I've never even thought of it that way. I love my pussy. I love that. Yes. I love my period. I love my period too. Even though I, it's a love-hate, but... Because I love everything about being a woman. Because that makes me powerful. I love yeah. it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you love your pussy. I, You know what? I think you are the first woman I have ever heard say that. And that alone is worth this whole entire podcast. This whole entire podcast has been great. This, But I've never heard a woman say that. And I love that. Every woman that hears this needs to say that. I love my pussy. I love my pussy. My pussy pussy is gorgeous. My pussy is so pretty. Yes, ladies. Yes. Grab your pussies. Grab grab them by the pussy. Grab your own pussy. Grab your own pussy. Grab your own pussy and tell your pussy how much you love your pussy. I'm going to do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, me too. But my pussy knows because, do you know, I masturbated every day straight for this whole entire month, for the whole entire month of March. Now, do you use toys or do you use your human? Okay. So I had to do everything. I had some damn good orgasms. And you know what? This is what I learned, Mickey. 
it's really important to take time to what I would say masturbate mindfully because like, think about it. Usually when you masturbate, or at least for me, you know, it's usually like, I'm, it's just about getting to the end result. Like, okay, can I, how fast can I rub one out? Or how fast can I, I don't actually make love to myself or I'm not paying attention to what do I feel like? How's my body responding? What do I need this time? You know, usually it's more of a, let me just get it done. Let me just get to the orgasm. Well, so I had a month, so I had to do different things. I made myself do where I could watch porn or no porn. And then I would use toys and then, or I would just go old school, you know, with my hand. I did it all. And then I would have, oh, I had a week there where I was just really, really focusing on my G-spot orgasms. And those are so intense, so, so intense, but they take time. But if you'll take that time for yourself and you'll really like get into it, and then I was like, you know, then I would sort of tease myself because I could feel it coming. And then I'd be like, no, I want to, I want to, str- you know, I want to stretch it out, you know, really make, really make this a session for myself. And oh my gosh, it was, yeah, I took my masturbation to a whole nother level. I am so inspired. Maybe you should do so that. Inspired. Do a month. Well, no, you can masturbate being celibate. You can masturbate as long as you're not, you know, you're not having any kind of pet, you know, another partner as long as. It's just by yourself. You can have, you can be solo sexual, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. It really, it was interesting. Just it's different. How do I even put it? I'm still like, because I just obviously just stopped and I'm still, and I have to do an episode about it. And I'm still trying to put it all together. Like, what did I, wow. What did I really learn from this? Cause I learned a lot. And it really just is about, you know, how just how mechanical you can make sex be when it's, when you're with the same partner and you're doing it over and over and, but then you'll be really inspired because you're with a certain partner and everything's wild and crazy, but then it's almost, almost the opposite of that. Sometimes then when you're just masturbating again, then it just becomes very mechanical. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That shouldn't be like that. If I'm with myself, first of all, how I treat myself sexually should be the pinnacle, not below, you know? And so I was half-assing it, you know? And I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm like, when you talk about loving your vagina, I was like, I was loving her all month long. It was all about her. Worship, worship that vagina. Yeah, so I did. I love that. Yeah. I love mindful masturbation. Mindful masturbation, I know. Oh, I love that so much. Who does that? Oh my, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Did you write it down? The mindful <laughs> masturbation. Yeah, and I'm showing you the time. Oh, okay. You got to go. We're an hour past my bedtime. Checking with you on Thursday. Yes. Checking with you on Thursday. There we go. All right. Well, mwah, love you. Good night. Love you too. See okay. You soon. Bye. All right, guys. Well, what'd you think? We got a little goofy at the end, didn't we? That's kind of how Girl Talk goes, though. You know, you start out with sort of the more heavier, serious topics. And then by the end, I think we we're both tired, too. So we're just getting goofy and out there. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I just love talking to Mickey. She's so much fun. She has such an interesting story. And guys, if you haven't heard all of the episodes with her and myself, there's one I think called Girl Crush and... Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the other one. We'll start with Girl Crush. That actually is fascinating. She's had, her backstory is amazing. When she talks about writing, wanting to write a book, oh my gosh, she has a lot to write about. She has a really, really interesting upbringing. She's had interesting life experiences. She shared them with me on a podcast. 
you literally, it is the makings of a book. So go back and listen to that if you get a chance. It's called Girl Crush. That was before 2020, so it must have been 2019. Yes, it was 2019. Anyway, give it a listen. I hope you like it. I hope you enjoyed this. And um, I think this weekend, this Saturday's episode, it's just going to be me. You're just in for me. And I'm going to keep it short. I won't talk to anybody else. I'll keep it short. And I'll have some fun stuff to share. So you won't want to miss that. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 